This is Advisor Adventures, the podcast of Advisory Board Chair, who specialise in all things advisory boards, assessing, establishing, managing, mentoring and chairing high-performance professional advisory boards. Your host, Corinne Butler, is the Advisory Board Chair. Join her in Series 2 as she discusses all things COVID operations. She'll focus on COVID-19 and the impact on physical, emotional and mental health, as well as working from home and how businesses can survive this period of uncertainty. Sarah Hales has The Bold Effect, a bespoke white-label in-house leadership development program organisation. In this podcast, she shares with us why it's not too late to start business continuity planning now, why business impact analysis is so important and how leadership is essential. Then both Corinne and Sarah share some of their tips on how they're currently managing remote teams. Here's your host, Corinne Butler. Hi, it's Corinne Butler here. Welcome to COVID Operations. I'm here today joined by Sarah Hales from The Bold Effect. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, Corinne. How are you? I'm well. Now, what about you? What's, tell, tell us about you. How are you and what's happening in your world? Well, uh, we're, we're all really well. I'm working from home, which is pretty normal for everyone at the moment, and it's actually pretty normal for me a lot of the time anyway. I pulled all of the kids out of school and um, I think we're just rolling with the punches like everyone else is. So, Sarah, tell us a little bit about the bold effect. So, what are you working on at the moment? What does this business do and how, how do you help people? Well, we're a leadership development contractor. Um, so, particularly, we're building uh, custom-built, multimodal leadership development programs for specific uh, businesses and for industry associations. We see, you know, a lot of different leadership development products out there, but what makes us different is we actually bring together specific products to meet the client's needs and provide a fully curated solution. And the other thing that makes us different is that we're actually, we're not career trainers, we're actually people with a leadership career in the private sector ourselves. So we have quite a practical and hands-on approach to, to leadership development. So Sarah, you're focusing a lot on business continuity at the moment and business yeah. continuity plans. Now, with what's happening, probably the first question is, is it too late to develop one? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's something I've been asked in some of our workshops that we've been running on this. Um, and I, I think, you know, there's a fantastic quote from Winston Churchill. It's something along the lines of... Um, Plans themselves hold little value, but planning is essential. And, and that's a really good thing to hold in mind because it's, it's not too late to do a business continuity plan. At the very least, it's, it's the right time to have a really good objective and structured look at the business, consider where the vulnerabilities are and what are the actions that you need to take. And the beauty of using a process like business continuity planning to do that is it'll give a lot more clarity in your head and give you an actual structure to do that rather than just allowing the worries to run around in circles and become just, you know, anxiety-driven sort of worries rather than action-based solutions. So probably probably the next question then, Sarah, is is what is a business continuity plan? Like what is in it? Well, really, um, a business continuity plan is... A part of the business's overall risk management approach, the business continuity plan does three main things. So 
first of all, it takes a look at the business's vulnerabilities and identifies ways to reduce those vulnerabilities prior to an incident occurring. So you're looking at what are the potential threats to the business and what can you do to minimise those threats and to mitigate the risk to the business if those threats eventuate. The next thing you're doing is designing some sort of incident or disaster response. So that plan, your incident response plan or your disaster response plan is about how the business reacts right away while the incident is happening. Be it a flood or a bushfire or an outbreak of a pandemic um, disease, that's the plan that tells you how you're going to minimise the damage and the risk to your people and your property and your business continuity right while it's occurring. And then the third thing that the business continuity plan does is it starts to talk about disaster recovery and, to, and, and that is what guides your business in recovering its business functions and returning its capacity to operate for the long term in whatever the new normal is. So with anyone that's listening, what are your tips and tricks for them? So if they're, if they're wanting to design this business continuity plan, look at the vulnerabilities, um, design the disaster response and then the recovery, what are some tips and tricks for, for everyone listening? So I think that probably some of the most important parts of this to, to cover off on right now are you know, what is your business impact analysis? Now, your business impact analysis means that you, you look at what are the most important, most critical business functions inside your business. And you start to so make a list of them. Just make a list of the critical functions that your business does. These are the things that the business cannot survive without. And then you make a list of what are the resources, both the people, the property, the equipment, the financial resources that those business functions rely upon. And you start to make a plan around how you can recover the business if you lose a critical business function. What can you do to mitigate the risk and how can you recover that function as quickly as possible? So if you get this down onto paper, like I said before, get it out of your head and down onto paper, not just worrying about it, but you're actually starting to put a plan in place. That out of the whole business continuity planning process, it's that listing your business impacts and understanding what is most important and what keeps you afloat, that's going to focus your efforts. So you're obviously working with a few people at the moment. How long does this take? Because we know things are changing day to day. How long would something like this typically take in, in this current environment? So if you, I guess it depends on how detailed you want it to be. And there's a bit of a happy medium to be struck between creating a really beautifully graphic designed in-depth business continuity plan. And we're probably not at the right point in time to do that. But if you can sit down tonight with a piece of paper and a glass of wine and note some things down over about half an hour, then you will have done something and that will have to be better than having done nothing. This is not the time to try and shoot for a perfect business continuity plan but it is the time to pick the eyes out of the business continuity planning process and apply what is most important to your business with what time you do have available. So then leadership becomes really important. Yeah, Tell us a, a, about you know, leadership, what we should be doing, what we should be saying, how we should be acting. Yeah. So you know, I'm a big believer in the importance of communication in leadership um, and one of the main things that we're consistently coaching leaders on 
is to be up for those vulnerable communications. Be up for the difficult conversations that make you feel uncomfortable. Put yourself in a position where people can actually give you bad news and they feel confident enough in their relationship with you to share that bad news. Now, that becomes so important at this point in time. As leaders, we're trying to, remo- we're trying to manage our people remotely um, and, we need, and we do understand that they're going through a difficult time as well. There's a lot of distressing stuff happening in the media at the moment. Social media is becoming addictive. And how well we can actually have those communications and those conversations with our people is becoming more and more critical. So I'd say you know, that, that communication is not just about performance management. It's not just about telling them what they need to do and making sure that they do it. It's really personal at this point. It's picking up the phone and having a really good one-on-one conversation, asking them how they are, how are their kids, what can you do to help? Um, and I think th- this is a time for bringing people in really close to you and letting them know that let, letting them know that you care and that you're there for them. You said that social media is becoming addictive. Any mm. tips on that? Is that a good thing? Yeah, is that a bad thing. What should well, we be I doing? Think it's a bad thing. Um, so we're actually putting together some work on this at the moment. It's one of the things that we're assembling some resources on because you know even even I have found that I'm a little bit drawn to what's happened next on the social media, and I've noticed. I track my social media use. My phone has this apps on it that does that for me. And I can see that my social media use is increasing. And I, I chatted with one of my team the other day about it. And, and she said the same thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I'm finding it really hard to put down. My presenteeism is already a massive cost to business. And with people working at home in a crisis environment, hanging on to every word about what's happened next, it's becoming a bigger problem for their productivity and for their own mental health. So what do we need to do about it? Um, the tips that I have so far are, number one, I think it's really useful if individual people, and managers can coach their people to do this, but if individual people write a goal down for how much social media they're going to have during the day, you know, how, how much time are they going to spend on social media during the day. Enable the monitoring um, on a personal level. I'm, I'm not really suggesting that managers should monitor directly their employees' use of social media. Sometimes that would be appropriate and sometimes not. But certainly we should become self-aware around how much social media we're using. There, on iOS, on the, on the Apple phones, there are tools in there already. And there's a plethora of apps, which we're trialing a few of them now so we can make some recommendations about which are best. Um, but have the conversation and draw it to people's attention and let's admit that this is a challenge. This is a time when we want to know what's going on around us and we're drawn to that, um, but we need to deliberately put it down. Another tip that's really working for me is to plug my phone in and leave it somewhere plugged in and walk away from it. You actually do not need your phone on you all the time. You can leave it plugged in and you can walk away and you can function just fine like that. The other thing I'm seeing is is the amount that we're being, becoming addicted to emails. Um, yeah. Because that's just so time-consuming and we, we know that it takes... I think 10 to 15 minutes once we've read an email to be able to do something else. So really yep. managing our emails, it, it will be essential. Yeah, it will. And and I think, you know, we're probably all going to have to learn what is the best way to stay in touch. I, I find that um, having multiple platforms can be useful to a point and then it becomes a massive waste of time when all of a sudden you've got to check all of these different ways of communicating rather than having one. 
Um, and that can just become a massive distraction, checking all of these things several times a day. So you know, we've all got a lot to learn in this space. Um, and self-awareness is really key to in, yeah, just yeah. Ma- maintaining that awareness of how you're spending your time. In one of the um, teams that I manage, we actually do a daily huddle, but we yep. now do a daily um, out of 10, how are we? And the, the people yep. who are rating lower you know, lower than usual, um, that's where I'm putting a little bit more TLC every day. So I'm finding that that's really working effectively. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and I've, um, I've worked in another team where we did the, um, the daily score of how are you? Mm. Uh, and then also the leader of that team would track that over time. So... Mm. And, and notice not just today's down a little bit, but that today's down and then the day before is down. And also, like, you've actually been down for about four mm. or five days now. That's mm. a good prompt to make a one-on-one phone call. And what I'm finding is that the ones that are the, you know, the eight or nine out of ten, they're actually then touching base with the three and four and fives and really sharing, you know, sharing the connection And now that they are working remotely. That's really beautiful, isn't it? Mm. And, and I, mm. I really hope... Um, that as we, as we come out of the end of this phase for business, we're actually going to come away with some really good outcomes that we can keep in our businesses. And while we're spread out, at the same time, we need to become closer. And I think a lot of us are really trying to do that actively. And, and that will be a, a really beautiful thing to keep after this is finished. Mm. Sarah, what else would you like us to know? What else would I like is that I would like everyone to know that this is going to finish. This is going to pass and we're all going to be okay. Um, and so long as we can actively help each other when we have the opportunity to help each other and ask for help when we need it, and we really understand that there's no shame in asking for help. That is the best thing to do if you need it is just to put up your hand and ask for help. But this too shall pass. Um, and in, in 12 months' time, um, I, I think we'll see an improved business scenario in terms of how we're working and how we're relating to each other. Um, and I, I think we should focus on that. I think we should focus on our hopes for the future and our, and our confidence and our optimism about what the future holds rather than focusing on the drama that's unfolding around us right now. Sarah, I've really enjoyed talking to you today. Thanks for giving us an update as to well, what is business, what is a business continuity plan, that it's not too late, that we should all sit down with a glass of wine tonight and, and map it out. Um, yeah. You know, talking about a business impact assessment, some leadership skills, that it's actually okay to be vulnerable, to be really aware of what's happening um, from our social media um, use and then put some, you know, really focus on the future and realise that this too will pass. So thank you for your time today, Sarah. Pleasure. Thank you very much, Corinne. Join the Advisory Board Chair community and the conversation at Facebook at Advisory Board Chair and on LinkedIn. Advisor Adventures is the podcast of the Advisory Board Chair advisoryboardchair.com.au. This is a Cahoots Radio production edited by me, Sky Manson, and hosted by Corinne Butler. Let us know your favourite news stories for the week on email at corinne, C-O-R-I-N-N-E, at advisoryboardchair.com.au. And thanks for listening to Advisor Adventures. Advisor Adventures.